Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and Ends. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, trying to get ready for the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Not too bad. Uh, thank you. And um, got some interesting things to cover as we roll into a new month shortly. So yeah. um, as of right now, uh, the uh, futures are down um, already quite significantly in a follow through from Friday. I mean, Friday, uh, basically, we, you know, we, uh, we had a, a little bit of a volatility right after the open, it had every chance to get back over the previous day's close, and, um, you know, do do something with itself, but it failed. Uh -huh. And uh, then it was pretty good signal to noise ratio for the rest of the day down closing on the lows. Um, so that didn't set up a you know, when you have like when you have a, a you know 15 minute or 30 minute rally at the end of the day, um, that can often bring it back up and alleviate a lot of fear. But when you close right at the low going into the weekend, um, it doesn't bode well for things to come. So um, you know, the, the, this whole thing started with there was so much uh, expectation really since June 15th. Uh -huh. When we had when we had the consumer, um, you know, sentiment was down in the 50. We had uh, the expiration in June. We, it was just everything was terrible. But that's it's kind of where things turned because we thought, well, okay, you know, we're close to peak inflation. Um, may not be getting a recession because the Fed might get a little bit more dovish with how things have, bad things have gotten. And really, from uh, June 15th, well, 16th, um, you know, the, the uh, right after that expiration there was um a nice move all the way until recently and um recently we had this expectation of jackson hole which was kind of hyped and um you know the speech that came out of there was uh you know we're gonna keep interest rates high for longer and we're going to deal with this and even when we get to our target we're you know we're going to stay there for longer too so yeah uh, markets weren't uh, really thrilled with that now the bond traders have had it right you know they've they've been already dialed in um and i, I usually say that uh, bond traders are more savvy on the research and the um you know dialing in the odds on these types of things and equities kind of tend to be Hope springs eternal. Do you know what I mean? Because uh -huh. I mean, it's a buy side market. Equities is different than bonds anyway. And so it's like hope springs eternal. So, so, and the other thing is, we we had our five day seasonality window that kicked in on Thursday, right? So we could say that that five day seasonality window kicked in and it overshot. Like our whole expectation for the five days was was used up in one day. Yeah. And plus, and so then you're going into the next day, which is a Friday in the summer. Well, a couple of problems, light volume. Friday has risk for over the weekend. And there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. I mean, there is tons of stuff going on. So, you know, you want a lot of weekend risk after you've already had a rally, after you overshot seasonality. Um, and then, of course, to top it all off, this speech uh, put a, Debbie Downer on everything, everything, and down, down we went. Uh -huh. So, I know you have uh, seasonality for um, gold and silver supposed to be stronger for 
a little bit stronger for the first day of September. Uh-huh. Um, but here's my comment on on that. Um, I always look for things that either confirm seasonality or might argue with it. Uh-huh. I didn't see silver and gold do too well here on Friday. And they're down again with the, with the futures now. Uh-huh. So that might, you know, it, it, by the time we get to the first day of September, yeah, we, we, may, we may have enough divergence that it is a good play. So it's something to watch out for. But if the market keeps on uh, moving down, um, it's, you know, taking gold and silver with it, right? Uh-huh. The dollar is getting stronger again, right? We're at almost a peak level here. <clears throat> yeah, I know. The do- the, well, no, the dollar actually made a new high here um for this year which is multi-year anyway um so uh the previous one was 109.14 we uh are at 109.36 so we've already taken it out it's completely blue sky until 2001 to 2002 highs which is uh, still a ways to go and that was in the 120s um so that would be the euro low and that would be the dollar high but we, we definitely could help could head there unless unless uh europe's going to fight this uh decline in the in the euro and uh in fight inflation by obviously raising rates <laughs> so what do you think i think they all have to follow now right to keep that stance of hawkishness so uh, higher so rates yeah, they all got to fight inflation for sure, right? I had to switch screens here for a sec. Uh, is it still coming through? All right. Yeah, your audio is good. Okay. All right. Um, well, let me run through the futures here real quick. Um, <clears throat> we've got um, Dow Jones futures off 225 points. So this this does signal a gap between when the futures stopped trading and at 6 p.m. Eastern when they started today. Um, there's a gap down, and it's kind of in the middle of its range. So down 0.71%. S&P down 345 at 0.85%. NASDAQ 100 down 143.50, or 1.14%. Uh, Russell down 18.9, which is 1% exactly. Mm-hmm. And then we have the VIX has rallied up 1.79 percent uh, up to the 2665 to 27 level so um, yeah we're definitely um, looking at a potentially down open now the question is does it continue to go down um, I don't really I, with what's coming with September um, you can talk about that a little bit more but you know I don't really see a great argument for the markets to rally this week. Do you? No, I mean, we, like you said, on Thursday, we kind of used up our potential energy for the end of the last five days of the August. And we're expecting the final day to be down and the beginning of September is down as well. So it, it's like it's run out of steam. And, well, yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, it's on the back of a significant rally for the last you know, two months, two and a half months, right? <clears throat> so, so if if we if we hadn't had that summer rally, 
which we were expecting. We talked about it many times on our show. Uh-huh. So, you know, we expected it. It was in 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 our almanac, for one. Um, and, you know, we had this frothy expectation that the Fed was going to maybe be a little bit more accommodating, a little bit more dovish. Um, I'm not saying you and I had that. I mean, I'm just saying that's the market. What market, yeah. you know, collectively, the collective Borg had that. Mm-hmm. And so um, here we find ourselves after that rally with rolling over. And, you know, that's that's never good for people um, when because we had that shelf that whether you want to look at the Dow or the S&P, NASDAQ, whatever, we had this shelf, which was all the way, you know, from from February when the war started all the way through. And we, we kept consolidating on that. And recently we we consolidated a bit again there and then we popped up on the Thursday and then Friday it moves a little bit higher off the open and then pulls back right and Uh down 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 it goes I mean that was the Dow for sure um S&P a little bit a little bit less uh, in terms of bullishness initially but um you know gave it gave it all back and dropped below now now it would have to fight to get all the way back up through that consolidation area again. So this is definitely not looking good. And then, you know, add into it, um, we can go to even one of our risk indicators that we look at um, that, you know, had a lot of correlation and trades 24-7, that's Bitcoin. Uh Um, It's back under 20,000 as well. So yeah. I mean that rally to twenty five thousand was pretty short lived because it's all the way back down to twenty or below twenty now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're seeing, you know, you're seeing this risk off, um, and we're going into September. Things are, are things are not looking good, um, you know, in the Middle East. They're not looking good in the Russia Ukraine thing. And they're not looking good in the China Taiwan thing. I mean, there just isn't a lot of, you know, bright spots like the world is is you know a wonderful thing, and uh, we can all move to the city of Neom and have and live happily ever after. I mean, uh-huh. it, the, 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 the world the world has got some serious problems right now, and it's going to take a bit to work through them, don't you think? Yeah, and especially with energy. I mean, you got net gas so high, Europe's going to get killed with energy hikes. And then winter, oh. winter's coming. Uh, uh, I know. I mean, uh, we've got, you know, hey, crude is rallying tonight again. Um, and it, it's it's had a pretty good showing recently, right? Since um, where did, when did we first, we kind of took off about the middle of August and we started to, to kind of climb back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so um, Brent is now at, uh, oh, it's higher than when I looked earlier. It's at 102 now. Uh, Brent crude, so one hundred and two dollars a barrel, and um, that's up one percent. And it's just it just keeps on climbing here. So I I'm gonna I'm gonna shift my um, you know stance here towards. Oh, I have I have played a bit of oil recently, and I think I'm going to continue with that. I think that uh, uh, just the way that things are developing. Um, globally, um, yeah, we've we've already had that opportunity to factor in the recession, you know, the global slowdown yeah. and things like that. We've kind of had that. We had we already factored in the um, lockdowns in China, but 
when you put everything together and you you compare the demand that's that's definitely there i mean hey the highways are are full people are, mm -hmm. are living their lives people want to travel again planes are flying um you know when you put it all together we still have an oil supply problem and i think opec's probably going to cut and i think that um we've got this consortium going on between russia and iran uh -huh. and you know china and it's not going to take much to to put more squeeze we already used our 80 percent of our strategic oil reserves uh what else we got going on uh -huh. I, I just think that I think the landscape is getting really risky for uh, a rise back to the highs that we saw in crude. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna plant a flag with that and say um, I'm pretty bullish on oil. Is was what uh -huh. I'm gonna say. Good, good. That's looking at all the all the global events going on. That's looking at you know um, supply chain. That's looking at. Um, you know the, the who's really uh, controlling things and what it would take to to shake it up a little bit more, and that is and that's with the dollar climbing the way it is. We're having oil and the dollar rise at the same time. Uh -huh. So if the dollar pulls back for whatever reason, it might be when Europe raises rates aggressively. Let's say they just suddenly do a one percent like Canada did, right? Uh -huh. That's going to that's going to pop the euro and it's going to pull you know relatively pull back the US a bit. Um, and so with that, you could see any pullback in the in the dollar could make uh, commodities uh, start to, to move higher. And and oil is already fighting the, the counter trend of that, right? I mean, it's, it's climbing while the dollar's climbing. So, uh -huh. okay, keep that in mind. Interesting stuff. Well, um, almanac wise, we have two events this week. The first trading day of September, which is on Thursday. And then we have the first Friday of September, which is, of course, on Friday. <laughs> but uh, for, for the month of September, we expect um, minus 0.28%. And um, uh, and for the first Friday, minus 0.17. So there are some sectors that could do better and some that could do worse based on the stats. Like you said earlier, silver and gold um, chips, SMH, materials, XLB, Staples, industrials, and discretionary might be better longs. Uh, and then things to be shorter are energy, XOP, XLE, according to the Almanac, which is opposite to what you were just arguing. Then we have healthcare, financials, utilities, biotech. Biotech, uh, especially with the 10-year um, continuing to rise, that could be under pressure. Uh, XLC, real estate, XLK, XLF. So so it's not very good in terms of most um, sector ETFs. So it is a kind of a bearish uh, posture for the first trading day and for the first Friday of the month. And this goes all the way through options expiration. Mid-month seasonality is expected to be down as well. And the third Friday of the month, a minus 1.02%. So it's supposed, it's supposed to be pretty bearish. But then the last five days are typically up. And even the last trading day of the month is typically up. So um, expect kind of a bearish month, uh, but those last five days could be uh, a little robust going into November. And then in terms of, you know what, I just find, I find something interesting uh, that yeah. you said the uh, GDX um, 
was sh like more shorter for the first day of September, where GLD and silver were more longer for yeah, the first day. I find that interesting. There might be there might be some good pair trades there, or even like putting together, mm -hmm. uh, you know, even just short GDX and uh, long uh, GLD. I mean, that sort of takes a little bit of the directional implication out of the equation. And whenever you can do that. Uh -huh. uh, and make it on the relative performance, you know, that's the healthier way to trade rather than, you know, taking a, an outright direction on a commodity or a stock, right? Yeah. And even things like uh, SMH and XLK, right, they're on opposite sides as well. So you could do some interesting pairs in, in terms of sectors or individuals. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> okay. The economic calendar, there are some things this week. Let's see. Um, on Tuesday, there's home price index, the case Schiller price index, consumer confidence index. On Wednesday, ADP employment report. Thursday, jobless claims and some ISM manufacturing stuff. And then on Friday, unemployment data again. So jobs, manufacturing, health of the economy, that's going to be some of the stuff that could uh, influence some of the macro uh, for the week as well. So. If we get um, weakening data, maybe that's going to give the markets confidence that they won't be able to be as hawkish as everyone's expecting. But if um, the employment and the economy is just rip-roaring to the moon, right, like NASA's <laughs> rocket tomorrow, then um, it's we can expect really expect those high rates to keep coming at us. Right. Um, so uh, Euro area has the CPI on Wednesday. Um, when are they, do they, when's the rate decision if they're going to do one? Um, that's all, I just have Wednesday there and China on Wednesday as well. Yeah, but we don't know, we don't know if they're going to do a rate decision on Wednesday, do we? Euro? Mm. Like what, what day is, do you, did you see what day it's scheduled for the ECB policy, policymakers to make a decision on a rate, rate hike? They're expected to speak on Tuesday through September 2nd. So it's it's the season for that, but I don't know how exactly. Okay, and then they got their CPI on Wednesday. I imagine they, they want to see that before they yeah. do anything. So it might be the week following or something. Okay, mm -hmm. got it. All right. <clears throat> um, yeah, the US uh, 10 years already up to 3.10. See the bond traders, they were they were pretty dialed in anyway, but um, they're, they're, they're factoring this, uh, what the Fed's got to do in, right? Yeah. Okay. But we're still still far away from that three and a half percent level back in June. And their target is three point eight. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we said you know the thing was we always said the economy could could withstand this, but the problem is that with the addiction to free money and all the stimulus and stuff, um, and you know what. It's not just a matter of raising rates, but it's also the inflation, all everything are hitting at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, it, they were basically, you know, doing tackling tackling things in a way that kind of exasperated the problem because um, they may have been able to uh, had they had they not done so much stimulus, may be able to have uh, bottled it up a little bit better, and we wouldn't have such a massive explosion of inflation but mm -hmm. it's not just you know it's not just too too much money chasing too few goods it's it's you know the devaluation of the of the dollar with all the uh, 
stimulus and stuff that causes that too. So anyway, um, other countries have it worse because the stronger the dollar is here and our dollar is strong right now because of, of you know, flight, flight to quality, uh, safety, because of the, you know, world's uh, situations and that exports greater inflation elsewhere. So you think it's bad in the U.S. Imagine what other countries are dealing with. Yeah. Like, for example, electricity, you know, um, it's just gone skyrocketing in Europe. Uh, and like you said, it's not even the winter yet. Yep. So, I mean, it's been a hot summer, granted. Like, we've had, you know, 44-degree temperatures in UK and Spain at the same time and stuff like that. So, um, it's been a really – so, I mean, obviously, air conditioning, is if they have it, is is running where they have it. And, um, and so, that's probably putting a bigger strain on it. But, again, we still – we haven't got into what, – what if we go from, you know – crazy hot summer globally drought pretty much everywhere like there's a lot of there's drought in china you know uh-huh. there's there's drought in europe i mean there's there's drought pretty much everywhere us uh-huh. right so um and w- what if we go flip flop all the way to just the coldest winter ever <laughs> yeah and <laughs> which could happen stop, and stop a natural gas blowing into europe so I mean, if you go from the hottest summer ever to the coldest winter ever, man, what it, people are going to go bonkers, honestly. Anyway, okay, well, uh, great right. talking with you. Uh, we got some ideas for um, this coming week here, and one is to, to be very careful of the risk, riskier assets. Um, you know, the things that have no earnings that are more speculative. That uh, you know, look at some of the recent earnings to see some clues to. Who's really getting pummeled, right? Uh, where they're they're missing earnings and they've got you know they're factoring in all these problems of why um, that should give you some clues and you know be just really be more defensive and and pair things up. You know you don't have to get directional exposure if you don't don't want to or don't need to, right? Um, okay. Sounds good. All right. Good luck. Thanks. All right. You too. Take care.